Welcome to the eighth episode of Digging Deeper, our podcast series where we take a deep dive into a particular topic. This episode is focused on building control, a profession which struggles with making its voice heard in a crowded market, yet one which is a vital component of the built environment and ensuring the safety of our buildings and those who occupy them. I'm Andrew Belt, UCEM's PR and social media manager, and joining me to share an insight into the profession our apprentices studying on our on UCEM's BSc ONS Building Control Programme, Kate Andrews and Deborah Ferrow. So first, please can you introduce yourselves, providing a pricey of your career journey up to the present day? And Kate, if you'd like to go first. Hi, yeah, I'm Kate. I currently work as a, an assistant building control surveyor at Stroma Building Control, but I have had a fairly varied career up until now. On leaving school, initially first time I went to do a degree in computer science and cognitive science, um, which I never completed due to family circumstances, and then went on to do a HND in business, thinking it would be useful for anything. And then I sort of had a variety of jobs just sort of like to keep going. I think a lot of people do. So I worked at a newspaper for a while doing advert design and proofreading. And I worked at a service garage on the service desk telling people how much money their car was going to um, take to fix. And then because I was looking at moving house, I looked, um, I got a maternity cover at the local council and in the planning department in admin to basically as a fill-in job. Um, but I sort of stayed there for just under two years. And they sort of said, well, building control, we've got a admin post coming up if you're interested. So I applied for that and worked at local authority um, initially in tech support for about 10 years. And then for a further two years as a technician, which was a more technical member of tech support, which carried on sort of training to be a building control surveyor at that time. And then I moved across to the approved inspector, Stroma Building Control, um, as an assistant building control surveyor about three years ago, which, and that's where I am now. Fantastic. Very varied career there, Kate. And uh, Deborah, would you like to share your pricey of your career so far? So, yeah, very much the same as Kate. I've had quite a varied career. Left school, decided to do a gap year, spent a year in Australia travelling, got the travel bug. <laughs> so decided that the best course of action would be for me to pursue a degree um, distance learning so I did I read an English degree at the Open University whilst also temping so I have had a lot of administrative experience um, so work in that kind of capacity which meant that when I came back to my roots when I returned to London I was looking for work much in the same kind of realm of, of admin. This was after I then went on to do a master's in advertising, decided that advertising actually wasn't uh, suited to my skill set. I returned to admin and got offered a job at an approved inspectors in central London. I was with them for a year before I decided that I preferred to be more involved in the technical side of things, simply because... I was supporting a team of surveyors, but I'd often be the first point of contact um, from the clients. And it was quite difficult to receive calls and not be able to engage with them in the way that I wanted to. So with the support of my company, I've been put onto the, the degree with UCEM, which means that I can continue to work for my company as an assistant building control surveyor, but also train as part of my role as well. Fantastic. So, so yeah, it wasn't... Sh- something from the very off that you thought you both wanted to work in building control and, and you've, you've tried out a few different things before landing upon it. So, so the big question following that is, why did you pursue a career in building control? And, and Deborah, if you'd like to go first. Yeah, so as I said, I, I think 
I, I came in from the administrative uh, angle where I was supporting the the surveyors, but obviously found it quite frustrating when I couldn't engage with the with the clients. I was predominantly tasked with looking at or issuing the legislative um, documents, so things like an initial notice I'd have to send to the council, um, and it was very process driven, but. I'd be in an office environment listening to the conversations between surveyors and really wanting to chime in, but obviously with very little knowledge except for, you know, the things I'd, the kind of conversations that were happening in the office, not having a platform to be able to do that. Um, so I, I effectively put up my hand and said, look, I I feel like I've not so much gone as far as I can in my role, because um, admin's also quite a varied role, but I wanted a bit more of a challenge and they were willing to to support my journey to become more technically trained rather than just technical support. Fantastic. And, and Kate, same question to you. Why, why did you pursue a career in building control? Yeah, so as I said, I didn't really um, pursue it initially. I fell into the role after being in planning for a bit, um, just as another role to do. I, at the time, had a young family and I was trying, obviously, to support my family rather than looking at having a career as such. But I, as I say, spent quite a long time in admin and very similar to, as Deborah's saying, when you're in admin or tech support, however you want to sort of refer to it, there's a lot of interaction with clients and you hear all the conversations going on and you start picking up things anyway the longer that you're in there. As I was in tech support for so long, you end up sort of picking up information anyway. And it sounded very interesting to me because there's a lot of different variety and, you know, that there's always new things to know about, new things to learn. So it, to me, somebody who gets bored really easily, I thought, actually, this, this is a career that is going to keep me entertained so to speak because there's always something different it's never the same so for me that kind of worked really well as as a way to yeah sort of pursue my career once my family um, and my young children were all in school. So the variety (laughs) was was something which you found appealing about working in building control so bit of a difficult question to follow up with but could you talk me through a typical day in the role and uh, Kate if you'd like to go first with this one. Yeah, I mean, as sort of said, the, with the variety, there isn't really a typical day as such because it will really depend on your workload, what, where you're covering, um, where you're based in the country. But I mean, I suppose I, I work from home as well. I don't work from an office. When I was in um, local authority, I was in an office. But now I'm proven respect, I've been working from home for the last three years. So I will start off and we, on our sort of database system, we have a task-based system. So I'll make sure that I've got any urgent tasks on there that I will deal with them, which will usually involve quotes for new work and checking if any sort of site visits are needed on that and how urgent they are. Most days I will do site visits depending on where you're working will depend on how many and how far you have to go in the local authority when I was sort of training the amount the sort of area I was covering was very it was maybe 10 miles from one area to the other whereas as at the improved inspector up until very recently I've been covering an area um, from 80 miles so there'll be some days like 200 mile round tip by the time I've done all my visits so I'll be out on site all day and won't be able to do any other work but then there are some days where I'm in the office all day and I'll be checking plans to uh, make sure that they comply with regulations I'll be answering emails and phone calls helping clients answering their questions and guiding them in best ways well, not even the best ways to do things but on alternative ways to do things and helping in, in that respect it's a very customer focused role and that's a good mix of both office-based work and, or home office-based work, and going out on site. 
Uh, so, so, yeah. so Deborah, would you agree in, in, in that respect? So in terms of your typical day uh, in the job, what, what does it look like for you? I, again, there is no one day that looks the same. It very much depends on how well a job is going. <laughs> I spend a lot of time engaging with agents and architects that have queries. Where before, initially when I went into the role, I was going on site a lot more shadowing. But actually, my business is looking to make sure that the right people are in the right role, so to speak. And they found that they have taken a particular liking to the way that I process plans or um, plan check or plan review, rather. Recently, I went through what's called like a competency exercise to make sure that the kind of plans that I was being asked to assess, so for simple domestic projects, for example, I was able to, you know, engage with those plans sufficiently to a point where I'd be allowed to issue those to the clients myself. And they've got me to a certain point now in my role that they they decided that they want me to be the plan, the, the office plan assessor, which frees up time for other surveyors to go to site. Of course, I still go to site myself and I have my own projects that I, I project manage. But a lot of my day now is spent looking at different plans, engaging with my clients, looking at the inspection notes for other people that might have attended my site, uploading my own site inspection notes, and then having conversations with the people in the office that are supporting me. So if I've got any queries, I've seen something on site that I don't particularly understand, something that's a bit new or something that I'm not sure of, there's still room for me to to engage and continue my training in that respect as well. So a, a lot of different tasks which you're taking on there, and, and you, you mentioned there planning, client engagement, and other projects which you're working on simultaneously. So but for people, this is for Deborah, I mean, if, if for people who think that building control maybe is simply a case of ticking boxes based on building regulations, what would you say to them? From what you've just said there, there is more to it than <laughs> just that. But, but what other core skills and knowledge bases do, do you implement in the role? Well, I, th- I think that there is a misunderstanding that it's very much a tick box exercise. It, it's not at all. I mean, if that were the case, I'd start at nine and finish at five on the dot every day. And that doesn't happen. <laughs> there are numerous requirements that are you know, laid out in, in the building regulations, but sometimes there are multiple ways of achieving compliance. So I have to interrogate plans that are put forward or the things that I've seen on site that might not be consistent with, you know, the, the plans and are not perhaps compliant and and direct the client to ways in which that might be satisfied. However, we are restricted in the sense that we're not allowed to design. And I think there's a misconception that, you know, building control can can tell you exactly what you need to do if something's not compliant. That's not the case. We can we can certainly direct you to what the standard is and the approved documents for example they set out minimum standard some clients want to exceed those so yeah it's 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 not straightforward and some things don't always go right when they go right on site that's great but in fact a lot of the learning comes from the the instances where things are not going right on site so there are pros and cons but it certainly isn't it's much more complex than that I think in the role and it's very varied as well which is probably one of the things I enjoy most about about it. I interact with a plethora of different people and get various queries throughout the day. Some things are familiar to me and I'm able to answer them. Some things might require a bit of conversation with my colleagues in-house. 
so yeah very very varied but certainly not not a simple not a simple job following on from that question for kate what what kind of person would a career in building control suit i mean there debra you're talking about negotiation skills as well so so presumably that's one skill which would be useful to have in order to flourish in the profession but but what other skills do you think are really useful to to make the most of a career in building control yeah, so as, as as you say, and Deborah said there, that being, being a people person is really important because it's not what you're saying a lot of the time that matters, it's how you're saying it and how you are helping others to understand what is required rather than telling them what to do. As you say, we, we can't um, design something, so we have to be careful in terms of telling what to do, but it's, there's no help to anybody if you just go and like, say, no, that's wrong, fix it. Because most people don't understand why it's wrong or, you know, how to fix it. So being a people person is so important. You also have to be pragmatic because it's never black and white and straightforward because maybe that something on site doesn't look like it works, but actually it could, could work. And it's just trying to see whether or not that would be the case. To a certain extent, again, we're not designing, but being being good at problem solving may be quite good because then you can discuss through with the clients on site, the builders and architects, ways of doing it, and you can sort of help help them come to a solution without coming to that solution yourself. Having that ability just to see how things work, I think. So you don't have to be excellent in uh, working things out in terms of maths and that side of things. It's useful to have sort of basic knowledge, but it's just being able to see how something works and having a bit of common sense is always a good thing as well because, yeah, that that is something that is uh, pretty useful. (laughs) Probably in most jobs, common sense is always a a helpful tool to have. You know, at the top of the podcast, we were saying that you're both apprentices uh, on UCEM's Building Control Programme you're nearing your endpoint assessment as well. So so not too far off completing the apprenticeship. So how have you found the apprenticeship and what will doing the apprenticeship do for your career? And Kate, would you like to go first on this one? Yeah, so as an apprenticeship, often apprentices will, you think of somebody who's come straight from school into the role and it is good for that because it means that they can get on the job training at the same time as having classroom-based training. But for me, it's useful because there's the allowance of having a day work time a week to be able to do um, my university work and as, at the same time as obviously developing myself within my profession. In terms of the apprenticeship, with it being a degree, that degree is a very good stepping stone in terms of helping me to become chartered and to show my professionalism within the, within the industry. Great stuff. And, and, and Deborah, same question. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't believe uh, what people would think is the typical apprentice. I'm not fresh from school. I'm slightly older, so I'm, I'm 35. But obviously, things, people's career paths may change or their, their circumstances may change, which lead them, you know, in, into an industry, certainly for me, that I hadn't even heard of before. Building control, I had no idea what building control was. And I was used to the distance learning side of things. So UCM is very much the um, online program, webinars, I interact with the material online, but I was I was used to that having, you know, been with, with Open Uni previously. Yeah, I mean, being being older, it might, it was probably a bit more difficult for me to, to envisage changing a career and having the kind of training that the apprenticeship allows me to do. I don't have to, to give up working full time to, to still train and become a building control surveyor. I get a 
I get day release, which allows me to study. But the lifetime of my degree as well, all of that will count towards my industry experience. So whilst I'm still uh, essentially a trainee, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the job. I'm already doing the job. And, and that's going to count with my credentials. It's going to help me um, towards chartership and, and certainly bring in new, new learning experiences, which I can use later on once I've finished my degree. Yeah, really good points you both make that apprenticeships, they're not just for people who've, who've left school. Obviously, in your cases, there's the, the opportunity to study a university degree, which perhaps wouldn't be possible otherwise. And, and also from a business perspective, can be used to upskill uh, employees as well by using the apprenticeship levy. So, so yeah, a, a different perspective, perhaps from what people maybe always see, you know, every, every National Apprenticeship Week, it tends to focus on, on that sort of post-school level. But, but there's so many different types of apprenticeships you can do. And, and clearly, you two are, are both proof of that, basically. Just got three more questions to end on, basically. And, and this is to wrap up and to really get a sense of building control and, and what it's all about and your thoughts on it. So first off, I've got, why do you think people should consider a career in building control? And uh, Deborah, if you'd like to go first for this one. I think a, a career in building control speaks to, you know, a, n- a number of different skills uh, or skill sets. I mean, we've talked about communication skills, negotiation skills, but it's actually really refreshing to be in this podcast with a, with a female system building control surveyor as well. You know, I think there's an idea that building construction building control being, you know, all about the built environment, very closely related to the construction industry. It's a, it's a male dominant. Well, that's not the case at all. I've, I actually, in my own team, uh, have another female surveyor. So yeah, it's not, it's a varied career. It's a career that opens the window to other industries as well. I didn't know how a building was built before. Now I understand the process a bit, a bit better. I interact with architects, um, the general public. I review structural steelworks. I, it's just, yeah, it's it's a lot of skills, certainly. And Kate, do you have anything to add about why people should consider a career in building control? Well, really, I mean, as we've already said, there's such variety and you're always learning. There's always new things, new technologies and ways to do things. It's it's a really good opportunity to actually feel like you can can actually make a difference to the built environment. And if you're interested in sustainability and that side of things, it actually gives you you an opportunity to help educate other people in ways of helping you know to become more sustainable as well so there's it's not just a straightforward nine to five boring office job where that there's nothing to gain from it I think everybody kind of gains um both as but myself I'm constantly developing myself but I'm also helping others to you know to to learn new things as well and I think to me it's just there's, there's so much variety and so much so much interest you can't really get bored <laughs> so I mm. think it's just a really interesting career in addition to that, why does building control matter? And Kate, if you'd like to go first. Most builders want to do things right. Building control matters in the respect that it helps them to do things right. And those people who don't want to do things right, who do want to take the shortcuts, it does stop those people from being able to do that a lot of the time. So it, it matters so that we can make sure that the buildings that we are making are safe to use. People aren't going to have adverse effects to themselves in using them and that they are sustainable and usable for the future. Fantastic. Deborah. what would you say to that question? 
it's very much about maintaining standards or having, you know, I've said before, the, the approved documents which support the building regulations are a way of meeting the minimum standards. But certainly with builders or contractors, they they might have a, a let's say, a economic incentive where we don't we're we're a third party we're impartial and our goal is to make sure that the building regulations are observed um and a lot of that is about us um educating as well so you know sharing our knowledge we have to do cpds we have to keep up to date with the regulations as they change you might go to site and interact with someone who's who's been a builder for you know several years they might not get the same exposure to the education that we have um, so building control surveyors and and assistant building control surveyors are able to to share their knowledge and pass the knowledge on through the industry to the the relevant people who ultimately it's going to affect yeah and, and and a really important role in that in that respect so that the the regulations which are there are implemented and and aren't ignored and finally i just want to ask you both what do you enjoy uh, I, I know you've You've mentioned already, but but to to finish off in however you wish to, to to close closing statements on what you enjoy about working in the profession. So, Deborah, if you'd like to go first, uh, mine is the that it's a, a people centric job. I get to engage with so many different people on a day to day. Probably the thing that I enjoy most is relating my work back to approved documents or British standards. When I get a query. And a client might need to understand why something is the way it is. Producing that communication, that email that outlines what needs to be what needs to be done, where where that like where that's come from, so where that um, regulation originates from. I, I quite enjoy communicating the requirements to my clients in such a way that it makes it more accessible to. Sometimes I get clients that are perhaps the homeowners and they don't understand what building control is and we have to make sure that whatever we we communicate to them is is accessible and they can understand it so i I quite enjoyed that side of things and and kate what would you say close in in what you enjoy about working in the profession i I do enjoy sort of the people sort of side of things but i think for me most um, I enjoy the variety and the continual learning and the sort of problem solving sort of elements of it and helping others to do that. It's just a, a career that I just can't ever see myself get, getting bored of. Variety, people centric and, and yeah, opportunities to really bring in an, an inquisitive mind about how you problem solve issues on a building site that sort of thing so there's a lot really which has really come through from your insights so thank you Kate and Deborah for your time and and helping us on this deep dive into building control it's been great to hear about your journey and what you make of the profession and if you would like to learn more why not visit our what is building control webpage on ucem.ac.uk forward slash what hyphen is hyphen building hyphen control which includes links to details of our undergraduate and apprenticeship building control programs. Thanks for listening.